What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and today we have a very, very special guest by the name of Parker Thune. He's going to come on, and he's the recruiting insider for the Oklahoma football program. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Lincoln Riley departure to USC and how the fan base and the program and the vibes around that. And then we're going to jump into a little Brent Venables talk and the staff that he's put together and and that QB room. And if Oklahoma looks to go after another QB, he's going to give you a little info on that. And then we're going to turn it to um, Oklahoma. When do they come to the SEC? Is it 2025? Is it earlier than that? He, Parker's going to give his thoughts on it, and uh, I think you're really going to like his answer. And then uh, he's going to jump into the expectations of OU football next year, and and do they still have a solid season? Is there a drop-off? Who knows? But Parker's going to give you his answer, and uh, I think he hits a home run, and it was a, a hell of an episode. And, and to wrap it all up, man, he is going to bring you – a really, really good piece on on Bob Stoops and what he has meant to the Oklahoma football program with him stepping back in after Lincoln Riley bolted to USC. And, man, Parker just just really knocked it out of the park. Super good dude. Gave me the time out of his super busy day. And, Parker, I really appreciate you, man. And to all my listeners, I hope you enjoy this one. Here it goes. Welcome back in, everybody. Today we are joined by special guest Parker Thune. And he is the recruiting insider for the Oklahoma football program for 247 Sports. How you doing, Parker? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Appreciate you for coming on. Um, really excited about this with everything that's happened around the Oklahoma football program lately. And I just want to dive right in, man. And and I want to ask you, uh, when, when Coach Riley left, what were the vibes around that program and, and – from the from not only the fan base but also the players. Well, man, everybody was completely stunned. Legitimately, nobody had any idea that was coming until the news hit on social media that oh, Lincoln Riley just informed the staff that he's going to USC. I mean, it, it was completely out of the blue, and obviously there have been some rumors circulating for a few uh, weeks at that point that maybe he was interested in the LSU job and maybe there was a bit of a mutual affinity there and that was something to watch. And then he had disavowed literally the night before after the Oklahoma state loss, he had disavowed any notion that he was going to LSU. Mm-hmm. And then 12 hours later, he's the next head coach at USC. So people were shocked. That was on nobody's radar. Uh, USC had not even been considered a player for Lincoln Riley's services. And so, man, in the aftermath, folks were stunned. As you can imagine, it had a uh, very conspicuous kickback when it came to recruiting as well. Mm. Uh, just because, you know, Riley was, was and is known as a tremendous recruiter of offensive skill position talent mm-hmm. in particular. And so after he decided to hit the road there were a whole lot of particularly offensive skill position players uh, that decommitted from Oklahoma uh, they lost a good contention in their 2022 recruiting class and the vast majority of their 2023 recruiting class within 72 hours mm. so man it was it was a wild few days and Oklahoma had to move quickly to get the next guy in the mix and they did so in Brent Venables after 
one week to the day. So uh, this uh, damage control was done effectively by Oklahoma Athletic Director Joe Castiglione uh, and everybody in the administration. But still, uh, it's something that I'm not sure has worn off or that will wear off for quite some time, just the overall shock value of Lincoln Riley's sudden departure. Yeah, man, and, and I was absolutely stunned. I I mean, I didn't know what to think. I never saw it coming. I thought he was a, the next, you know, long-tenured guy at, at Oklahoma. But that, that leads me to my next question, man. And and could you give your thoughts on the Venables hire and, and the recruiting that he's done so far and his staff that he's put together? Yeah, well, Venables, I think the, the objective in hiring a guy like Venables, right, mm-hmm. is – you want a guy that lives and breathes and bleeds Oklahoma football and that isn't going to turn tail in the dead of night and leave you like Lincoln Riley did. And everybody figured that that job was a destination gig for Lincoln Riley, but nobody really knew that for certain. And everybody is overwhelmingly certain that this is going to be the last coaching job Grant Venables ever takes unless Oklahoma fires him, which mm-hmm. I can't foresee happening because it's, it's hard to imagine a guy like Brent Venables failing. He's literally no never doubt. done it as a coach. And as you look at his resume, he's arguably the most qualified first-time head coach in the history of college football. That's not mm-hmm. hyperbolic at all. He's been coordinating defense at the highest level uh, across the collegiate game. He's He's been doing it arguably better than anybody for the last two decades. He's been a part of eight national championship games. He's won three of them. You mm. go back to 2018, he single-handedly won that national title game over a dominant Alabama team yes, by sir. just discombobulating to a tongue of Aloha, who had put up one of the greatest statistical seasons in the history of college football at any position. So Brad Venables is a guy that brings a ton of experience to the table. Uh, he, he never wanted to leave Oklahoma in the first place after 13 years as defensive coordinator. And uh, in fact, had he, I mean, he had to be dragged out of Norman essentially. Mm. Um, so he, this is a guy who's, you know, his, his kids were all born in Norman uh, he has a fantastic relationship with a lot of folks around here in the area and a lot of folks still within the program. And he just loves the program and the state. And he's also a very high character guy, a servant leader, and really somebody that you know, it never really seemed like he wanted to be a head coach. And I think that was the interesting thing about how Oklahoma was able to procure him on the coaching market and make him their next guys, because this really seems like the job that Brent Venables was waiting for. If he was ever going to be a head coach, it was going to have to be at Oklahoma. And now he's got the job and he's assembling an excellent staff, most notably, he brings in Alabama's cornerbacks coach, Jay Valai. He brings mm-hmm. in Ole Miss's offensive coordinator and Jeff Levy. And he snags Todd Bates, Clemson's very well-respected defensive line coach. So mm-hmm. Brent Venables has a ton of momentum right now at Oklahoma. If that carries over to the season and they can win double-digit football games again in 2022 after all the turmoil that this football program has endured this offseason – that's a pretty remarkable development, and you have to imagine that thereafter, t- two to three years into his tenure, Venables is going to have Oklahoma back to swing in for a national championship once again. Mm, man, 
That, that's that's really good stuff right there, man. And and you know, you kind of took me into my next question right there with that. And you know, I know with the Spencer Rattler and and the Caleb Williams departures, y'all bring in a guy like like um, what's his name, uh, Dylan Gabriel. And with with him, are y'all searching for another another QB out of the portal? And to piggyback off that, man, what are the expectations for next year? Yeah, I think the expectations are tough to gauge at this point, but, you know, just conversing with people around the program and people who have a solid understanding of what kind of talent this team's going to trot out, anywhere from 8 to 11 wins, I Mm. think, is the realistic expectation because I I just don't get the sense there's going to be that much of a drop-off. If you look at what Brent Venable's defenses have done over the years, unfailingly like almost mm-hmm. without exception he has a top 20 defense every single year so regardless of what kind of existing contingent and what kind of existing talent he's handed he makes it an elite unit and that's something that Oklahoma hasn't had since Brent Venables left really that was the last time that Oklahoma had what you would term an elite defense so I think the offense is the, the dynamics on offense are going to be different, right? It's not going to be the quite the same high efficiency statistical outliers like the Baker Mayfield offenses were and mm-hmm. the Kyler Murray offenses were and even the Jalen Hurts offenses were, right? But mm-hmm. uh, it's still going to be an offense that can put up 35, 40 points a game if they need to. And I think given the increased quality of play along the defensive side of football, it's reasonable to expect this team is going to be right back in the conversation for a Big 12 title. Now, I don't know if they make the college football playoff. I think that's the ceiling, certainly. Mm -hmm. I think a college football playoff berth is the ceiling. But uh, more realistically, I would expect they win 10 or 11 games, play for a Big 12 championship, uh, and get an invite to a pretty solid bowl game. Um, And in terms of quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, and that whole situation, Mm -hmm. right now it looks for all the world like Dylan Gabriel is going to be your starter in 2022. Uh, I don't really foresee any circumstance in which that wouldn't be the case. Mm -hmm. But Oklahoma did just host the USC transfer, Jackson Dart, Mm -hmm. on a visit this past weekend. So if you're looking beyond 2022, that's a guy that could be the answer long term. And that's a guy that can come in, provide some stiff competition to Gabriel, although Gabriel would be the heavy favorite to be the starter, given that he knows Jeff Levy's offense already from their days at UCF. But if you can secure Dart and his tight end, Michael Trigg, who's also a former USC Trojan, would come in a package deal, then you've got a long-term solution that I think is – it's hard to say anybody is as good as Caleb Williams because I'm not convinced that's the case. If there's one quarterback in all of college football that I might rather have than Caleb Williams right now, it's Bryce Young. But Mm. that's how good Caleb Williams is. So that loss hurts. It's going to hurt. That said, Jackson Dart is about as close an approximation of the kind of production and the kind of exciting play that you would get from a guy like Caleb Williams as you're going to find on the open market at the quarterback position. So there's a lot to be excited about for Oklahoma. Man, you uh, you knocked that one out of the park, and that's exactly what my, my listeners wanted to hear about the Jackson Dart, and, and you covered it perfectly, man, and, and I really appreciate that. And, 
you know, leading into my next question and, and, you know, I covered the SEC and I'm a big Auburn fan, man. And, and I just want to get your thoughts on how excited is the fan base out at Oklahoma and the program to, to be coming to the Southeastern conference in what is it? 2025. Well, I think it'll be sooner than that, quite honestly. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't think it will take four more years for Oklahoma to be in the SEC. I think that could happen as soon as 2023. Mm. And, I think there's a lot of excitement uh, surrounding what the SEC badge on the jersey could do for recruiting efforts. Uh, I think just the quality of ball in the SEC far trumps that of the Big 12, and that's another thing that's exciting for a lot of OU fans is just the thought of playing meaningful football games every single week of the conference slate, right? You're not going to get a layup like – you do every year with Kansas or like you do most years with Texas tech, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be, unless, unless you're playing Vanderbilt, which obviously, <laughs> I mean, that, that program's a doormat of the SEC, but with that lone exception, I mean, you're in a dogfight every single weekend, regardless of who's on the other sideline. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think there's a lot of excitement as it pertains to what that could do uh, for the Sooners overall vitality as a football program. And also, I think there's an overwhelming sense that Brent Venables is the perfect guy to lead the Sooners into that transition mm. because his coaching style and the type of roster that he can build is probably better suited to the SEC game than anything Lincoln Riley would have mm. put on the field. And Lincoln Riley, it, it, it makes a lot of sense that he's going out west of the Pac-12 because that's a conference that very much suits his coaching style. No and Whereas Brent Venables is very much, especially based on his focus on the defensive side more so than uh, offensive firepower, that's a guy whose style is going to transition much more fluidly to the SEC. So there's a lot of excitement, a lot of optimism as to what things are going to look like in that OU football program once the transition is made and to what the revamped schedule and the revamped structure is going to look like as well. Man, Parker, I really appreciate you diving into that. And, and you know, I'm excited for Oklahoma to come. I think it's awesome that Oklahoma and Texas both made the jump. It speaks volumes for their programs and, and the recruiting that they're going to be able to do, man. And, Parker, I'm not going to keep you much longer, man, but I want to ask you one last question. And watching watching this man come back and coach the bowl game and him and him – just pound Oregon and get emotional uh, after the game. What has Coach Stoops meant to that program out at Oklahoma? Yeah, well, he's a living legend, and he is the quintessential program guy. There is so much respect for him, especially based on the way that his hand-picked successor left, right, mm-hmm. and took off for that USC job. And literally, Bob Stoops was one of the very first people to find out that Lincoln Riley was leaving and agreed on the spot to become the Sooners interim head coach and coach the bowl game. And really that just speaks to the type of guy that he is. You know, he, he, he's not a Sooner in terms of his uh, alumni status. He went to the university of Iowa, but he coached Oklahoma for 18 years. And ever since he served the program as a special assistant ambassador to the athletic director or something along those lines. I can't, I can't recall the exact title, but he's been there for the program ever since he retired. 
He's a guy whose son plays for OU right now. Drake Stoops is a tremendous young wide receiver uh, for that program, slot guy, and a guy that uh, his most famous moment in a Sewer uniform came against Texas in 2020 when he snagged the game-winning touchdown reception and quadruple overtime. Mm. Really, there's, I think everyone's appreciation for Bob Stoops was heightened when they saw how Lincoln Riley departed because they got a chance to look or to gaze upon what allegiance isn't, and then they got to see allegiance embodied in the return of Bob Stoops. So he's a guy that was already universally adored by the Oklahoma fan base, but even more so now that he's done what he's done over the last couple of months to help this program remain stabilized in the aftermath of Riley's departure. Man, that's good stuff. And, and Parker, man, I appreciate you coming on today and breaking down this Oklahoma program. And, and a lot of my listeners, I told them you were coming on and, and they wanted to just get those questions at you. And, and, and man, I, th- I think you knocked it out of the park. And, and uh, one last thing, Parker, man, can you, can you let my listeners know where they can find you at? Yeah. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Parker and then if you are a Sooner fan, I don't know how many of your listeners are going to be engaged with Oklahoma football on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis, but if you're a Sooner fan, there is no better place to go than OUinsider.com for all the inside information on the Oklahoma football program and recruiting. That's part of the 24-7 Sports Network, which is a place to be regardless of mm-hmm. your team allegiance because we have sites for every single power five program i believe except oddly missouri i'm not sure why missouri doesn't have a site but oh wow i didn't missouri know that. Fan, hate to break it to you <laughs> no 24 7 sports site for your team but otherwise there is a site for whoever your team is and our team of insiders and analysts and reporters are as good as it gets in the college football world no doubt Man, Parker, I appreciate you coming on, man, and 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 I, I hope I can get you back on uh, closer to football season, and and I, I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Take care. You too, man. Woo, everybody, that was Parker Thune. Go check him out on Twitter, man. Go follow OU football. Go follow everything with Parker, man. He just broke down a perfect episode. Uh, just just absolutely killed it with the Venables talk and digging into the staff and, and the Jackson Dart stuff and, and you know, the Caleb Williams piece and, and what Bob Stoops meant to the program and when do they come to the SEC. Just an absolute heat piece from Parker right there. Man, I've said it multiple times and I'll say it again. I, I really appreciate you coming on. And I'm so excited that we have branched out to other conferences we have gotten now into the Big 12 with Oklahoma, and, and we've hit Iowa, Oregon. Man, I've got Ohio State coming on here. Uh, uh, it's, it's just, man, it keeps getting bigger and bigger thanks to you guys, and I really appreciate all my listeners and followers. And if you could, man, just keep going and, and subscribing and liking the podcast, leaving a review, whatever you feel like, one through five star. I don't mind. It's uh, it's all up to you guys, and, and man, I really appreciate it. And Hey, once again, thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. Out.